You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I we are coming to you live from the hotel room at Yomakan, and we are at the end of... I don't know if it's the end of the evening on Saturday, it's, but it's certainly evening on Saturday. It's certainly evening on Saturday. And so, uh, it's, oh, yes, right. Uh, it, I'm Kiki, your host, and uh, I'm here with Sean from Magnitude Cosplay. Hello, hello. Uh, and we are just packing our things up and sort of decompressing from a long but ultimately really good day, I think. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how... You know your your cosplay today, and um, how how the day was for you. Absolutely. So I um, so I cosplayed Julian Dvorak from the Arcana. Um, the makeup I just had some girl do. Uh, just some girl. I just guess. just it's, some girl. Um, she runs a podcast. It's called Cosplay Confidential. I hear it's super good. Yeah. Um, so she did the makeup, and that's what really brought the cosplay together um, from like a quality stand- quality standpoint, which I'm very happy about. What's that wig? And the wig from my friend Liesel, who oh. has been on the show. Yes, Liesaru. Uh, yes, Liesaru cosplay. Um, she worked on the wig and did a phenomenal job, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, had some technical difficulties with it this morning as I was getting ready, uh, but it, it mostly held up through the day. Uh, definitely a good first run with it. Uh, definitely some things I want to improve on before I wear him again. Um, so yeah, it was a very busy day running around here and there. Uh, had three photo shoots because I hate myself. Yeah, apparently. So I was busy with that, just running around back and forth between the Rensen and TCF Center. And now we are back in the room, de-stressing, or decompressing. I get those two words mixed up. And we are trying to get some of our things packed up so that we don't sit in elevator hell tomorrow, even though we'll probably still sit in elevator hell tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know that we can avoid that. But you can avoid it as best as we can. It yes. helps that we're uh, that we're closer to the high end of the low rise rooms because that gives us a greater chance of catching an elevator going down with room in it. Still a slim yeah. chance, but slightly better. If we were on like twenty, we'd be fine. Right. Um. So ooh, look, I found a tootsie roll from yesterday. Ooh. Um. So what were some cool? So oh, you went to the vendors hall today. I did. Um. So. What was that like? Could you tell us about that? So the vendors hall was fine. Um, I mean, Yomacons, I feel like, is never, like, explicitly, like, the greatest thing in the entire world. Um, although I guess I can't name... I think Tatsukan has probably the best vendor hall I've seen. Because uh, it's just so massive. Uh, here was pretty good. I feel like, like, it's tough for me because, like, there usually isn't just a ton that I'm interested in. But I always go more than a couple times each con just to find the thing that like I know I'm really going to like. So it was good today. Uh, I've noticed a lot of people are saying that it is heavier on the artist alley than it is the dealer's room. And I'm inclined to agree from what I've seen from the room at this point. Uh, Just because it's very artist heavy, which is not a bad thing. It's great that we're supporting local artists here and around the convention community in Michigan. Uh, But I'm not seeing a ton of like dealers that I can tell. Interesting. And you, would you say that most 
conventions that you've been to, as far as anime conventions, are they more, do, do you find them to be more dealer-centric versus artist-centric? I would say there's usually a pretty good split. If I, mean, I would say most lean slightly towards artists, so that maybe it's skewing from the industry as a whole, as a, just, opposed to just this specific convention. Who knows? Okay. Um, but I think everyone wants to hear about your day as one Pamela Poovey and the copious amount of illicit drugs that you were just carrying around the convention center. But not actually. Let's clarify that. To be yes. fair, yes. 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 Um, yeah, it was a really good day. I, um, I cosplayed as uh, one, of, one of the outfits that Pam wears um, when she first discovers the joys of cocaine. Um, so, like, pink top and, like, a mint green skirt. And I'm, like, in love with this mint green skirt. I can't get over it. It's like, so nice. Out. It's so nice. Um, it's better than I thought it would be. And... Uh, <clears throat> It was, it was really nice. I made a, uh, I made a bag uh, for my quote unquote cocaine, and so I've got a plastic like party bag, like something you would put like banana bread in or something to take take to a party, and um, and then I put a styrofoam block in it to fill up most of the space and to have it, help it keep its shape, um, and then I filled the rest of that with powdered sugar, but I put that inside of another like a paper gift bag, a white paper gift bag, and wrap that with, with a strip of duct tape around the middle. So it's it looks, you know, it's, it's a fair representation of the cocaine bag, I think. Would you say it's one of your... So, like, has your... Do you have prior experience with cosplay prop making beyond this? Uh, yes. I've, I've done some prop, some small prop making, um... Particularly when I was uh, in my first big cosplay, which was uh, Henchman 21 from Venture Brothers. Um, nothing crazy, but I think that this was... It was definitely... I pulled this together in... I mean, I, I, I built the bag. I built the bag. But I built the bag in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just sh- the, the hardest part, honestly, was just cutting through the styrofoam with what I had lying around, which was scissors. Mm-hmm. And it was a big styrofoam block. So cutting around that and um, and getting that to just the right height where, like, yes, it would fill up the bag, but I could also fit some uh, powdered sugar on top of it mm-hmm. to actually have something to dig into. And I started the day actually wanting to, like, dig in with a spoon for all my pictures, but then I picked up some bear claws for my photo shoot, mm-hmm. and um, I actually really liked the idea of then taking all my pictures with, like, dipping my bear claw in the powdered yeah. sugar. So that was fun, and it was well-received. Um, I only got one person who was like, oh, man, then you, you just got to have the dolphin, and then you'll be all set. <sighs> and I looked at him, and I said, I usually have the... I, I, I sometimes have the dolphin, but I had to choose if I was going to carry around this bag or the dolphin, and also, people overestimate the importance of the dolphin. It was totally a season one thing. Right. So, so that's my little rant today. Um, but yeah, yeah I remember that way. guy too. Yeah, remember that guy? That wasn't that wasn't fun. Oh no! This is a person in person who told me. I was yeah. Oh, were you there? It's, I think it's as we were walking to one of my photo shoots. I think oh, the you know what? One... I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. It's whatever. Um, I just, with Pam, I get a certain level of weird gatekeeping and weird, like, oh, but, or yeah, but, that I don't get with my other cosplays. 
and it's always from guys, mm-hmm. and they always feel like, oh, but if you had this, it would be better. I'm like, well, first of all, fuck you. Yeah. Um, second of all, no, it wouldn't. Third of all, fuck you. Third of all, fuck you again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, but overall, it was a really good day. I saw a lot of cool people. Um, what, probably my favorite cosplay that I saw, and it, it was so simple, but it was so good. It was Gerald from Hey Arnold. And he had, like, I mean, the hair was what sold it for me. It was, mm-hmm. He had the hair going straight up. Right. And I talked to him about it. I was like, is it heavy? What does it feel? And he said, oh, yeah, his neck was killing him all day. <laughs> but he did it for, you know. He did. And it. I saw him later in the day, and he was still in it. He did it for the bit. He did it for the bit. And uh, it was really it was really cool. Um, what, were, uh, what were some of your favorite cosplays that you saw? Mr. Julian. I saw a lot. There were a lot of Julians and Azra's that, that I saw today that I just like fell in love with. Besides that, I'm trying to remember like specific ones that I've seen. Uh, but it's honestly blanking me. I, I hung out with my friend Julia today. Um, and when she was doing Azra, they, I, no, when they were doing, <clears throat> when they were doing Azra, sorry, throat bug. Um, so we hung out during and a little bit after the meetup so that was a lot of fun uh, so i so i think they might be my favorite for today if i had to go with like from people i don't know um that's a really good question i've seen a lot of great dekus and bakugos and all the my hero fellows as usual so i think all of them just collectively both sides both sides <laughs> There are a lot of great cosplays on both sides. Um, no, I now I'm thinking about like what were my favorite friend cosplays that I saw. Now that you said that, mm-hmm. um, oh god, where are the pictures that I took? Um, oh, Matchstick cosplay, yeah, and her and her whole Borderlands group. But was that not incredible? It, it was so good, and Matchstick just finished her. Border, her uh, Lilith from Borderlands 3 cosplay mm-hmm. and she said it's all new pieces except for the wig which the wig has always been perfection and oh, it's yeah. just killer um, and she said that uh, everything else is all new pieces and it looks dynamite doesn't it it, it looks, looks so it always looks so good um, and their whole group looked bang on um, I think that it was really cool to see um this uh, cosplayer that I met last year at Yoma, okay. um, she came up to us. She was the one, the Poison Ivy, who came up to us. Yeah. Um, was that the same one that we were talking with uh, yesterday that said she was going to do that? Yes. Okay, good. I, 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 I was thinking it. I didn't want to, like, jump the gun and say it was. No, totally. Um, X. Uh, her, her handle on Instagram is xchaos underscore cosplay x. Yep. Um... And she, yeah, she was Kiki yesterday, um, which at some point, why the hell have I not done a Kiki cosplay? I was going to say. Um, I kind of need to do that. You so definitely do. Maybe I'll do that for Washi. We'll see. Yeah. Um, or New Year's Eve. I don't know. Um, but she pulled together this armored poison ivy that with a battle axe. It's almost like a barbarian poison ivy. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool. And it was it was just cool to see. Like she said, that was her first really big build and she's been posting all the process of it and and everything on instagram 
Um, so if you're if you're on the lookout for a new cosplayer to follow who's like sort of she's really just starting out. She she's only been on Instagram for about a she's only had a cosplay page on Instagram for about a year or less. Um, yeah, about a year. And she just this is her first big thing, but she really wants to get into competition. So X Chaos underscore cosplay X. Um, so she was pretty pretty kick ass. Yeah, so uh, oh god, and uh, Space Princess Cosplay just posted her her Starfire Ooh. for the <gasps> evening. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! And there's a lot of feelings going on around there. There's a lot of orange. There there's, is a, a there's a lot of orange. orange. There's there's so orange. much orange. Um, what? Uh, are some some pros to this year's con? Some some good things from this con. Some this year. pros to this year's con. It's very easygoing. You're seeing a lot of people that normally we sometimes struggle to like actually like see and catch up with. I feel like we're making really good coverage in that field, which like a lot of years I like, don't feel like that. Um, in general, it, cons have been better with that the past two years than they used to be. Like I would I would always just miss a ton of people throughout throughout the entire weekend that I would just never get to see. And lately, that hasn't been the case, which is great. Um, also, we've been very very economical with our money. We've been doing a pretty good job of not spending, like, a whole ton on, like, food and, like, super fur stuff, um, which is great. And then, yeah. what, are, what about, what's your perspective on that? What do you think are some of the pros to this year's Yomacon compared to some other ones we've been to? Um, I, I agree with, like, just, just seeing people. I... I always feel like I see people at Yomacon. Yeah. That's the whole reason why I just I decide to I, ju- I just come for I just come for the cosplay and the and the friends. But I think that yeah, this year I've seen a lot more people just walking around. Yeah, and people that I don't normally see, and it's it's just really exciting. It really is. Um, it's so nice. And like Russell. Um, King Kamehameha. I miss. I was so bummed that on Thursday night we missed his Slim Jim cosplay. Yeah. Um, so go check out uh, King underscore Kamehameha. Um, he also wrote our uh, our intro song, our little theme song, um, Russell Kella. So go check him out because his Slim Jim cosplay was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, and. I'm trying to decide, so sidebar, as we're getting ready for the rest of the evening and just getting things together, I'm trying to decide how comfortable I want to be tonight. Because um, I think I'm going to get back into Coon, which Coon uh, from South Park was one of my favorite things to do this entire weekend. It honestly was. Um, and it honestly was my favorite thing to do. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that group. But, yeah. Or that duo. But you, Yeah. Um, it was a whole lot of fun. I'm so glad we got to do that. I think we lost um, Why can't I find any of my shit? What are you looking for? Um, my uh, coon shirt. But it's fine. I'll figure it out. So, um, let's see. Oh, um, what are some drawbacks to the con? The organization is not great. Uh, that seems to be, like, the number one complaint I'm seeing from a lot of people this year is that the organization just... And, like, Yomakon has never been stellar with their organization from, like, a logistics to crowd control. 
um, line management, things like that. It seems to be especially not good this year. I will say, though, I think it's a touch better than some of the other bad years that they've had, i.e. 2015, um, which was a bad, in my, so some background for those listening in. I've been going to Yomakon for seven years, um, straight since 2013, yeah. And I think the only legitimately bad year I've seen from the convention from an operational standpoint was 2015. Um, So I don't think this, from an organization standpoint, I don't think this year quite gets that low, Um, but it's not one of the better years, in my personal opinion. Okay, that's that's fair. I yeah, I can agree based on the things that I've seen, and I've only been going to this con for. This is only my third YomaCon. Um. So yeah, elevators have been a nightmare. The elevator situation is interesting because so of the seven years I've been going, this is my fifth staying at the Rensen, and it's normally pretty bad like i've i've waited 45 minutes in line for an elevator before um last year was a weird anomaly because the only the longest i ever waited for an elevator was 10 minutes like max and i guess we haven't waited a terribly long time we have had some workarounds where we yeah we had to work around the system a little bit right but like we haven't waited like that long that long no which is good but Um, it's just it's just annoying when you have to work around everything exactly it is that so. is your hoodie. Oh, that is my hoodie. Oh, maybe it's over there. I think it's over there. I'm going to lift this up. I, I'm i going to see if it's under here, because it's not under your coat. Possibly. I um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, it's been a lot of fun. And I don't think the elevators have necessarily detracted from the experience. Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to up here so I can easier, more easily look through Yes. Because I'm not seeing it over here at all. It, it's prob- it's fine. It's in here somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's absolutely right here. I'm a freaking <laughs> idiot. Um, what, uh, what, did you see any cosplays that inspired you to, that gave you some ideas for something you would want to do? That inspired me or gave me that, what that I inspired to do. you inspired you to maybe do your own sort of take on another character. So or... Laura Lunara's Nightwing, which is legitimately Whoa. fantastic, and is, is I think that might be my favorite cosplay I've seen. Um, is inspiring me to maybe actually finally do my Young Justice Nightwing that I've been planning for like two years because uh, I have the base suit for it. I just need to make the rest of the cosplay. Uh, so that might end up happening for 2020. We'll see. Uh, but that gave me a good kick in the ass to hopefully do that at some point. Yeah, she she looked rad. She did. It was so, so good. So good. Um, it was so it was so lovely seeing so much positivity from people this weekend. It really has been like like people are in a really good mood this weekend, particularly compared to other years of like the convention. And I have to say, um, Ethan Ivy is a standout because he made a, um, I think on Instagram he is Red Cosplay seventy seven. That sounds and about right. He um, he made a sign that said, "Your cosplay does not suck." Um, 
as a sort of takeoff of the the one guy who shows up to Colossal and Yoma, who's always who always has the sign that says your cosplay sucks. Um, and it was just so lovely to see that. Um, and he was so he was just so excited. Excuse me, to to be able to share that positivity. Um. Oh. Also, I think let's see. When did we do? Did we do? We recorded last night, didn't we? We did with Tris and Tyler. We did. Um. I don't remember if we talked. About, I don't remember much uh, about what we talked about, but I did take some notes, so I can at least put that in the description. Um. But uh, doing the a group from the guy who didn't like musicals. I was like very concerned. Uh, I was I was sort of concerned about like oh doing something that not many people would know what it's from, but then like I don't know just going out and and doing it is fun because you're with your friends and yeah. it doesn't matter if anybody recognizes you exactly because the, there were seven people who recognized us, um, six of them recognized us because of Sean. And the seventh would have recognized us because of Sean had he been there. But then Sean was waiting in line for a badge. That I was. Um, for a time. Uh, but it was, it was it, the people, when you do an obscure cosplay, a really niche cosplay, um, yeah, only like four people might recognize you or maybe one person will recognize you all day. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be so excited. And it's, it, just it makes it worth it. And, it really does. Um, I think that was last year. I was Redusa on um, Sunday of Yoma from Venture Brothers, and one couple recognized me, and it made it worth it. Like the whole the whole day. Um, but then I've had. There was one time I think was. Uh, no, we can pitch that. Okay. Uh, was there? Have you ever done a cosplay that nobody recognized the entire day? Have I seen a cosplay? Have, have I done one? Have I ever done one that nobody recognized throughout an entire day? Yeah. I think the closest I've come was when I cosplayed my gender Ben Raven from Teen Titans at okay. Colossal Co- No Yomacon 2017. Uh, I don't think anybody really recognized that one, uh, which is which is a shame because that was one that I put a lot of work into that cosplay specifically, and like it didn't really like pay off from like an effort or like a value standpoint, I guess. Yeah, uh, I would love to see you do that one again. I do. I still have the stuff for it. Even I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I. I feel like I do. Do I want to do it again? I don't know. Um, just because it's one of those that like I haven't vibed with it in a long time. Uh, if I ever get to again, great. But we will have to see. Um, what about you? Has, has there ever been a, been a cosplay that you like made or you just didn't like end up vibing with after all of a sudden done with it? Um. Well, I think Danger Island Pam is a very sort of specific thing for me. Like, because... I I was Danger Island Pam, and I did a photo shoot with Danger Island Pam. I did a couple mm-hmm. photo shoots with Danger Island Pam with uh, Shannon Lynn Photography and Real Neptune Media, mm-hmm. or Neptune Media, Joseph. And he and I had a great time with those shoots, and I feel like that was where 
Danger Island Pam show in the best for me. I took her to, I took Danger Island Pam to two conventions Mm -hmm. and no one recognized me as that character. Really? Yes. Interesting. Because most of the people who recognize Pam have only seen the first few seasons of Archer. Right. Like anytime I do something from Venture Brothers or Archer, it's from a, it's usually from a later season. Sometimes from a later season, especially Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. and they've stopped watching by that point and they right. don't catch up. So, Redusa, I would totally do again. Um, I would need to completely redo it. And I would want to change it completely. But Danger Island Pam, I don't know that I would want to be here at a convention. Just the way everything sort of fit me and moving yeah. around in it wasn't super fun. Right. But shooting with her was a blast. Um, so I think that's it for me. It was like, not only did I not get recognized, which, you know, I, I liked how I looked, mm-hmm. but moving around and it wasn't super comfortable. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did this for the shoot, but right. not, but not, not to, for but not to keep in like a lineup long term. No. So I can say it's one of those that I can say that I've done. I think another one that I'm not sure I would wear again at a convention is Gerudo Link because that's Ooh. very temperature specific. Um, yeah. Like, you could not wear it at YomaCon. I've seen some Gerudo links at Yoma, and God bless them, because I don't know how they do it in this 41-degree weather. Um, whereas at Colossal, it was a cool, like, 75. The water was nice. The sun was out. It fit great. I had no problems feeling ventilated there. Uh, at this convention, it would be a completely different story. Um, that, and I think from a quality standpoint, it could have been better. It still looked amazing in photos, which is fantastic. Uh, it's just one of those things that I don't know if it's worth investing the time into to improve. Uh, specifically the wig, because that was one I just kind of had lying around and used for that cosplay. And it was, like, fine. It did the job. But... So, yeah, I think that's another one that I um, might not bring back. I might do it for, like, a photo shoot specifically. Uh, that would be a lot of fun, but I don't know about a convention. Right. No, I hear you on that. Um, the I saw a lot of um, saw a lot of cool cosplays. Obviously, what were some things specifically that made the cosplays you saw this weekend pop? If you if you were if your eye was drawn to a specific cosplay. What was it usually about it that drew you to it? I think it's the person behind the cosplay and seeing the enthusiasm for what they're wearing and who it is that they're channeling is what's making it pop. It isn't something I see at a lot of other conventions. Is that you can definitely tell here, maybe it's the Midwestern cosplay scene, I don't know. Um, but it's definitely something where people here are just so enthusiastic about what they do. And you can tell in their cosplays. Yeah, someone was... You and someone else were talking about the difference between Midwest cons and East Coast cons. East Coast cons. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So from your perspective as a Midwesterner, of course. So as a Midwestern cosplayer, as we both are, um, really the only experience I have with this is having gone to Katsu this year, and it really gives you a firsthand look at how I don't I don't say cutthroat, but how high octane the East Coast cosplay scene is because they, their productivity and their creativity and their just final product in general are like on another level. Like the quality and the sheer scale of everything is just massive. And I think to an extent, 
people, I wouldn't say they get caught up with the amount of work they put into it or like they get like self-obsessive about their work, but they're not as excited to share it with others. Like it's not a thing of, hey, it's not, it's not a thing of like, hey, everybody look at how awesome I am in this cosplay. It's more so just like, yeah, I made this also I'm here mostly just for me and not to see people. Um, and I don't mean to speak for the entire scene. Obviously, I don't have the optics to make that definitive of a judgment. Just from what I've seen, that I think is one way to describe the vibe. Uh, but I do know a lot of East Coast cosplayers that are very nice and wonderful that I get to see um, sometimes often, sometimes not so often. And they're nice and wonderful. I think more so about some of the high-level cosplayers I've seen. I think one way to describe it is that they look at their work differently, okay. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, it just is. It just is. Uh, and that's absolutely fine. Um, no, I find that fascinating. Um, and I also think it's so... We have it pretty easy here in the Midwest as far as cosplay goes. Um, because, as, and particularly weather-wise... No, we can't, you know, go out, spray paint outside all the time because of winter and whatever. But there's, you know, no place really can because either it's too hot. Like, I feel like we have it, we have a relatively temperate climate in the U.S. to where, you know, we we can sort of, you know, we, we have it. I'd hate to say easy, but we do. We have it, as far as the, the climate goes, we have it easy compared to... Um, a lot of other regions in the U.S. Um, and I think that allows for a bit more oh, yeah. experimentation and just more output of things. Yeah. So I can absolutely see why one reason being more quote-unquote precious about your cosplay might be because, you know, you only had this much time to do it in. Exactly. Because particularly for a build, mm-hmm. for a big, like, of a prop build or an armor build, you only have a certain window of time you can do it in. Right. So I can 100% understand that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a fair way to look at it as well. Is yeah. from a time and investment standpoint, like, you can't treat it anything less than I'm doing this for me. And, yeah, everybody's, everybody's doing cosplay for themselves, ultimately. You shouldn't really be doing it for other people. Unless, yeah. you know, you're the person who's competitively drawn and you want to do it in a competition. But, yeah, doing it doing it for yourself is always the best way to go. So, um, Well, we're starting to get to the point where we can no longer properly carry on a conversation and also continue to pack things. So, I hope this has been a good time. Uh, it certainly has been 30 minutes. It has. So, um, Sean, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook oh, at yeah. Magnitude Cosplay, all one word. On Twitter, you can also find me at Magnitude Cos without the play. Because he's all cos and no play. Thanks, Kirsten. Thank you. You're so and welcome. Where can we find you? Oh my god. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise. And. Um, on if uh, sorry on Instagram at real Kiki Elise and Facebook at Kiki Elise Cosplay um, and oh I don't have Twitter so there's that uh, you can find Cosplay Confidential on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential 
Facebook, Cosmic Confidential Podcast, and you can listen to us on uh, through the Podcast Detroit Network on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere fine podcasts are heard. Through the Podcast Detroit Network. I already said that. That's okay. <laughs> it's so nice. It's worth saying twice. Uh, so, once again, coming to you from decompression time at Yomacon Saturday <laughs> night, this is Kiki. This is Sean. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love. <laughs>